Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome back to another spine-chilling episode of Sirens of Horror. As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Avella, along with... Her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy. And we are now starting our long-running, detailed, I believe we're at nine parts, mini-series on American Horror Story. I was so excited to do this this season. Um, I'm a huge American Horror Story fan. Um, I will not wear it in public, but I do have the normal people scare me shirt. (laughs) When it was cool, she says like a gothic hipster. Uh, But I love this. I think Murder House, it's never in like my top two, but I feel Mm -hmm. like it's always third. Like, no matter what I watch, it's like, it's never quite the one that like, oh, this is so cool. Or I get this yeah. so much, but it's so solid that it, it, it can't be bumped from the top three ever. Yeah. So what's funny is I, when American Horror Story kind of like first started, uh-huh. you know, like, like the first step, the first season Murder House hit Netflix after, you know like a month of being on TV, on like uh, live TV. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, this sounds cool. I'll watch it. And Chris and I watched it. And the timing wasn't right. This was, wasn't in the headspace for that much uh, and drama. And neither of us were in the headspace for it. So I was just like, okay, we're not watching American Horror Story. And then I heard about the second one. The second one hit Netflix. And I was like, okay. That sounds kind of cool. I'll watch that. But it still skipped season one. Uh So I went from two all the way, you know, each time each one had hit Netflix, I watched it. Yeah. So I only had just watched Murder House like three or four months ago. Murder House, I think I've seen now three times. Mm -hmm. Because I watched it when it first came out on FX. Mm-hmm. Then I watched it again when I, um, six years ago, tried to go through them all on my own. Mm-hmm. But I think I got about halfway through Murder House. And then about two years ago, once uh, like everything went on Netflix, I watched them all with Josh all the way up into, I believe Colt was the last one they had on there. Because after yeah. Colt, it was Apocalypse and we watched Apocalypse Live. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Murder House, I've, I've now seen about three times and there are certain seasons. I, I think I've seen Coven twice now, just as a, this is going to be my show. I'm going to put on in the background now with mm-hmm. cleaning. Just, this is my show for the next month that I put yeah. on. Uh, I think I've done that with Coven once or twice now, but, uh, Amer- but Murder House seems to be the one thing I really think about it. Is mm-hmm. every time I put it on, like it consumes my ever living soul. 
Yeah. For the runtime. And I've seen it three times now. I know <laughs> what's coming and I know the jump scares and I know what's hiding. But yeah. it just, it it's so beautifully classic. And just the, the haunted house, lovers quarreling, Rosemary's baby, suicide, mass murdering. It, it's the perfect season. It's not the most interesting of American Horror Story seasons. Yeah. But I do believe it's the most perfect horror season. Yeah. So it's funny. You mentioned, um, you mentioned jump scares. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we first saw it, obviously the very first jump scare that you see is <sighs> how, to, how to give the thirsty moment for uh, Evan Peters, who plays Tate. You are a psychopath and you are a bad, bad fan. And I still want to fuck you so bad. Yeah, he is. I am very thirsty for that man. Very, very thirsty. I, I cannot blame you. He's he's a psychopath, but he's one hell of a hot psycho. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's funny. Like, I think there's only one character that I'm not like, I would be like, eh, I'm not, I would still fuck you because you're hot. But character-wise, I have nothing nothing to relate with would be uh, a, his character in Asylum. But. Uh, oh, no, I'm so into him in Asylum. He's such a broken puppy. I can fix him. I can make him better. Okay, well, yeah, the fixing part, sure. But, I mean, that season, that season was terrible anyway. No one liked season two. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next yeah. month and you'll hear uh, but some anyway. uh, opinions. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, Tate, tur- you know, like, he tries to scare... Does he... He doesn't it's scare... Violet's friend. It's, yeah, he scares Violet's friend. So I was like, uh, it's not Violet, but it's the bitch, yeah. So the he bitch scares, that's making fun of Violet. Okay, so he scares the bitch that's making fun of Violet... And then ends up um, becoming like this ghoulish, creepy ghost thing. No, that's that's Infantata that comes after her that has the claws. That's the Infantata. Oh, I thought that was him. No, he just summons the Infantata. I okay. also just really like saying that word. So Infantata? any chance I have to say Infantata, I will. <laughs> uh because okay, it's a fun-ass word. <laughs> um, a creepy-ass, you know, sewn-together, brought-back-to-life abortion doctor, Frankenstein baby. But the word is fun. Yeah. The thing is terrifying. Oh, yeah, it is absolutely terrifying. Oh, but yeah. yeah, so at first, when we saw that, and this the last time I watched it, I thought he turned into that. I didn't realize he summoned it. So Yeah, he summoned the Infantata. But yeah, the Infantata is the first jump scare. Yep. And the first time I saw it, I was like, holy fucking shit. I am now terrified for the rest of my life. Thanks. Yep. And then the second time I watched it, I knew it was coming. So I was like, I'm prepared. And just kind of like, I was, it wasn't like, holy fucking shit. It was just like, oh, right, that. See, I think the, the jump scares in this one, they're so creepy and they're so well-placed that, like, it's kind of like uh, one of my favorite films of all time is The Woman in Black with Daniel mm-hmm. Radcliffe. Yeah. I cannot count how many times I've seen that film. I really mm-hmm. can't. Um, But there are jump scares in that film that, like, I know are coming. It's about, like, I can count down the seconds 
I'm still going to the back of the couch. Still jumping. Like Like, I was still prepared. Like I was prepared for it, but I still jumped. But it didn't resonate as much as it did the first time. Oh yeah. Not like sitting there looking around corners afterwards. Right. Like, oh shit. It's infantile right there. Oh shit. It's right there. (laughs) Like staring into the void of darkness. Like, oh shit. Infantile. Yeah, the idea of the infantata, I think, is one of the most disturbing things I've ever witnessed. Yeah. It's the end of story. Like, for our viewers that do not know and maybe just want to listen to us talk about this and have not seen American Horror Story, why not? Go watch it. Um, it's So, the idea of Murder House, it is a house that if you die in, your spirit stays. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So, you have people going back from the 1920s, the original creators of the house, to characters that exist in the house and thus get dropped in the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Infantata is the original owner of the house. Yeah. Who was a doctor to the stars, but also a, uh, she was an abortionist back in the 1920s. Mm -hmm. And his wife had a daughter and his wife was a, is played eventually by Misty. I forget her name. I just know she's Misty in Coven. Yeah, that's Misty. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I was like, I, you said the wife, and I immediately thought of the main, like, the main wife. Oh, the main wife. Yeah, in the now uh, times, I was like, no, yes, she plays Misty. She, well, she, she plays Misty in Coven. She plays, she's one of the reoccurring actors. Yeah, she's in a lot of them, uh, but pretty much somebody who figures out they're doing abortions, kidnaps their child, and chops it up. And the husband, thus kind of going insane by this, uh, gets together the aborted fetuses, kills somebody, uses their heart, and makes a baby. Named Thaddeus. Ish. Yeah. Baby. A baby-ish. Ish. What's the name Thaddeus? Because why the fuck not? This child's not going to have any more issues. Let's name it fucking Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's terrifying. It's 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 very reminiscent of uh, a lot of the characters from uh, Freak Show you eventually see later on. You definitely see a lot of the makeup styles that they use mm-hmm. in Freak Show. But it's it's terrifying and it's mean and it's hateful. But uh, Thaddeus is not the only uh, small child in the house. You also have Bo. Uh, Bo is uh, Jessica Lange's third child. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. The one chained in the attic that uh, Henry smothers to death before Henry gets lit on fire. Jessica Lange should not have children. I'm just saying, well, Aggie or Abby was perfect. She was perfect. She was fine. I mean, she saw ghosts and was deeply disturbing. But you know what? Like, two of the three kids weren't that bad. Yeah. Tate, yeah, Tate, you're allowed to to have problems with. That's yeah. completely valid. So it's funny, because we're, so we're, ta- we're originally talking about the house and kind of the history of the house. Yeah. And, like, how it's all of these different murders had happened in the house, and those ghosts stay in the house. Yeah, parents, once you die in the house, you're trapped on the ground. Yeah. Um, and what I kept, like, I feel like this season was probably the most complex 
there was a lot of rules. There was a lot of rules that you get fudged at certain points. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was the most like, you know, like with Coven, it's just like, which is sure. This is like yeah. timelines and forms. Yeah, there's and- timelines, there's different deaths. There's so it was kind of a little at first kind of hard to like follow and be like, okay, that's obviously like obviously the 1920s, you can tell, okay, that's the 1920s. But like once they started getting a little more more modern. With the, the lovely gay couple who's uh, one of them is, oh, I can't think of the actor's name. Zachary Quinto. Oh, thank you. Zachary Quinto, you beautiful, beautiful psycho. Quinto's the hottest crazy man. I'm, I, this mm-hmm. might just because I first saw him in Heroes. Yeah. But Same as Siler. <laughs> oh, oh, like 17 year old me had such a girl boner for him. Psychopath, but so hot. Mm hmm. So, uh, my very first freaky fact. Ooh, we're, we're going into Ashley's freak. It's going to be a freaky fact corral with this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so the first two actors that were actually considered for the gay couple uh, in the show were mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris and his husband, but they turned it down. I'm kind of happy I didn't have to watch Neil Patrick Harris get murdered brutally. Yeah, me a, too. With a fire poker. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> also, the fire poker deck is one of the most brutal in this show. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you eventually learn Kate, who's a whole bag of crazy and sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm putting in sweet because he wants to give Constance her baby. Mm-hmm. That's his whole thing, because he wants to give the woman that, uh, the wife of the doctor of Infitata, uh, her whole thing is she's trapped in this house and wants a child. That's all she wants. So uh, there is a gay couple that moves in and they're going to adopt and they don't. So Tate dresses up in their gimp suit and murders them. Zachary Quinto goes out very nicely to slit to the throat. Simple death. His husband goes yeah. out by being bludgeoned to death with a fire poker. And it is brutal. It is brutal. Some of these deaths are legitimately like, how did you get this past census? Like, this is not what you should show on fucking TV. A lot of the show has that in a way, like not just this season, but like later, later seasons too, there's stuff where you're just like, how did, how did you get away with that on TV? <laughs> Not showing blood is a trick. You can show violence. There's like an amount of blood, which I'm like, right. so I can like stab somebody through their body with a fire pick. But as long as like a drop of blood doesn't spill, it's cool. All right. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. You make sense, America, censorship board. We swear you do. Um, but yeah, and like, it's funny, like, when I first started watching this, I was looking at the house going, the fact that it's a murder house and it's haunted by all of these ghosts aside, it's a really nice fucking house. Oh, it's gorgeous. And it's been used in everything. It's been used in Buffy, Sabrina, Charred, pretty much. If there was a show in the middle 90s. Yeah. That house has been used. Yeah. Like that house has been in everything. That house is more famous than anyone else. That's a famous house. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so there's actually, it's funny, there's actually a ghost that I kind of want to talk about a little bit. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Moira. Oh, Moira is so cool. So what I found interesting about Moira, so Moira is, if you, by this point, if you're listening to this episode, you have seen season one. Or you just know there are spoilers about. Yeah, because we're talking about an entire season of a show. Um, Moira is the maid of the house. So like, yeah, she was couple, originally Constance's maid. Yeah, the couple moves in and they think they're like, oh well, okay. There's there's a maid that works here. She's worked here for however long. She comes with the house. Sure, she comes with the house. Okay, cool. What I found really interesting about her was all of the men would see her as young, sexy, little you know, short, short uh, maid's dress like down to the, you know, unzipped or unbuttoned all the way down to her cleavage, very supple, sweet and sexy young Moira. Mm-hmm. And all of them women saw her as when she, how she died when she, or no, did she die? Nope. She was, so the, the reasoning young, right? behind that is, uh, and I've watched a few interviews, is the idea Moira was Constance's and their children's maid. Yeah. And she had an affair with uh, Constance's first husband, not her last, and uh, had an affair with him and eventually said, no, we have to stop it. And pretty Constance's husband rapes her. Yeah. And Constance comes in and sees this, believing it's consensual, and shoots Moira in the head. Right. She shoots her in the eye. Yeah. In the eye. Um, and the idea is Constance is, or Moira's now like stuck in this place of both because she's now with Constance for so long, her soul's mm-hmm. kind of grown with Constance. So she's aged as a person, though she wants to nurture. But at this point, to men, she can only be what she was murdered as an object. That's cool. Okay, see, because that's what I found really interesting was the fact to women, she was this very nurturing, older woman. Yeah. And then uh, to men, she was this sexy, uh, she, was, she was an object. Yeah, that's all she is. And that's the idea is to men, that's all she'll see is how she died, which was an mm-hmm. object. But to women, like Constance, because even, you know, by the time that the new family moves in, Constance and Moira have been bickering for, I don't know, 40 years. Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's a, a, an interesting dynamic between Constance and Moira where they're almost like frenemies. Yeah. They don't get along really well, but they do trust and respect each other. Mm-hmm. So that's a really interesting one. Uh, Henry is also such an interesting character to look at. Mm -hmm. So the idea is after Constance murders her husband and Moira, uh, she has an way to buy the house. So she has to move. So Henry moves in, uh, who is played by Dennis O'Hare. There we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then gets pulled into Constance's grip. Uh, And then this, this, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens in the show. 
this is the one that takes the cake for me. And so Dennis O'Hare decides he's going to divorce his wife and let Constance and her children move in. And of course, mm -hmm. a divorce is very hard and emotionally draining uh, on anyone. And I totally get that. But uh, his wife then takes their two daughters and lights them all on fire. Killing yeah. herself and her kids. And uh, eventually later on the series, Tate lights Henry on fire. Mm -hmm. uh, but Henry is still, even at the very end of the show, so devoted to Constance. Mm -hmm. He is so he's willing to take the fall for there's a scene at the very end where he's in jail and he's like I know you loved me once just say it and I'll take the fall for everything mm -hmm. and I'm just like motherfucker what is your problem <laughs> like no she is the devil um that's interesting I get because I never like he was one of the ghosts that I kind of just brushed off well, he's not a ghost. I mean, well, yeah. He's a sight, but that's the thing is he's so creepily around the house. Mm-hmm. That like you think he's a ghost, but he's not. Yeah. He's he's such he's an one of the side characters that but Dennis O'Hare does that. Dennis O'Hare is in a few seasons of American Horror Story now. And he always mm -hmm. kind of plays those characters that are like very much a side character mm -hmm. that I just I love to deep dive into because I'm like First of all, it's Dennis O'Hare, so you have yeah. my interest. Uh, Dennis O'Hare could act his way out of the paper bag, and I would sit there and clap, probably. I love him. Um, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, rewinding back a bit, when you exp uh, you were talking about the Robert Mann suit and Tate. Uh, <laughs> um, I, found I found a freaky fact. It's actually kind of funny. All right, you're bringing up rubber man suit and tape, so I'm curious how this will make me laugh and not be deeply traumatized. Well, imagine if you were the person doing it. Okay, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll get into that headspace. So, Peters had to be lubricated from head to toe in order to be put into the rubber man suit. The costume was so tight that he tore a lot of suits while doing stunts. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can I be the one that lathers him up? <laughs> um, I will take that job. You don't even have to pay me. Nope. No, nope. just just let me lather that man up. <sighs> that's that's such an interesting thing about the character Tate, though. Mm -hmm. Is he is so much of that that girl that like that that guy that mm -hmm. girl you were in high school that guy that every girl saw in high school every girl has that one guy that was the bad boy he was mm -hmm. trouble whether or not you dated him or you didn't or whatever you rubbed one out to him at least once yeah okay um and i think it's just it's so interesting how 
because obviously, like, I don't watch a lot of shows about teenagers now. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch Sabrina, and that's kind of it. Um, but to watch that that show as like an adult and be like, I am a grown woman. I have a degree. I am intelligent, powerful. I have a production company. I run restaurants. I would still make such bad decisions for you. Why? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just that perfect moment of like, ah, oh, I'm so grown up. I'm a boss ass bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, dark, moody, and misunderstood. Come here, baby. <laughs> Meatly 15. Immediately yep. 15. Yep. <laughs> um, so I know earlier we kind of talked about how it's called Murder House for a reason. And it's because so many different murders happened in this house. Yeah. And it's actually on the like Hollywood because it takes place in LA. Yeah. It's in the um, Hollywood murder tours. Yeah. The Hollywood murder tours, which I don't know if those are real thing or not, but if it is, I so want to go on it with you. <laughs> I would love to go on it with like, you. Like you and I, I would be like, like be sitting there like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like we, 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 yeah, we know about that serial killer. We know about that serial killer. Oh, we, we know about that. Like we would just be I like, feel like we'd be fact checking the guy and be like, actually Ramirez did not kill with that weapon. Ramirez <laughs> normally actually cut from left to right. Come <laughs> on. Who doesn't know that? Yeah. Just the very answer to two of us giving the tour. <laughs> the guy's like fine take over we're like cool so <laughs> but um so one of the first like well obviously the you know the murders of there's the the you know the 1920s couple yeah and stuff like that um but then there's another rather famous murder that happens in the house oh yeah i i constantly forget the fact they do this elizabeth short who is also known as the Black, Black Dahlia. Dahlia. Yeah. Like Black that Dahlia. episode was like probably one of my favorites because I was just like, oh, that's actually a murder that exists. I know about that murder. The Black um, Dahlia murder does take place in the show. Mm-hmm. So Mina Servia or Savari guest starred. Yeah, Mina Savari guest starred on the very first season of American Horror Story as Elizabeth Short, the woman who would infamously infamously be known as the Black Dahlia. Though parts of her story were fabricated for the show, the Black Dahlia murder is a very much real murder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Short was a 22-year-old woman, uh, aspiring actress who was brutally murdered in 1947. Her body was chopped up in half and her killer carved up the sides of her mouth, giving her the unknown, giving her what's known as the glass gal smile. Her yep. murder was never identified. No, nope. her murder has still not been identified. Yeah, but like that whole, like that whole series, like that whole episode, I was literally on the edge of my seat. Like this is so cool. I really, the thing that I also really, really like about Murder House is because they go through these decades, so you get. The Black Dahlia, like Tate's murders is pretty much Columbine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get all these kind of like really big, kind of iconic murders and deaths throughout time in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even to a degree, um, Zachary Quinto's and his husband's deaths are kind of almost Manson-esque in the way they're killed, where it's that very brutal, like, hack and slash, like, mm-hmm. at-home invasion. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's, I feel like that's kind of, like, eh. Let me reach. Let me reach for this. Give yeah, I'm me. like, you're reaching. You're reaching. I'll give, give it, it to you, me, but you're Ashy. reaching. <laughs> I'll give it, give it to, to me, Ashley. Give it to me, Ashley. I'll give it to you hard, Ella. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, uh, but another. Huh? Oh, go on. Oh, I was gonna say another uh, rather famous murder that happens in the house is the uh, Richard Speck murders of all the yeah. nurses. So, like, that was another one that I was just like, "This is actually really cool." Like, I kind of wanted to net like. After watching season one, I was like, I just want to go back and watch like serial killer documentaries or like biopics or whatever. I'm like, Murder House is cool, but now I just want to watch things about serial killers. Oh, we got HBO Max. There are so many serial killer documentaries on HBO Max. And I'm just like, ooh, I'm going to watch so much murder with my whiskey. (laughs) Just be like, leave me alone, world. I got whiskey. I got jammies and I got serial killers. That's all I need in my life. No, what you need to do is you need to watch them in the morning with your cereal. Yeah, because then I'll be a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I love you. I'm reminding myself of that in this moment, this moment <laughs> Ashley. I'm trying to remind myself that you made me make a pun on accident that I fell into. <laughs> I walked straight into that like a goddamn rake. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, what other interesting facts about this one do you have for us, Ashy? Uh, well, so that was about the murders. Another, so this one's actually kind of funny. Um, another one about Evan Peters. Uh-huh. Evan Peters was originally interested in acting in this role because he wanted to meet the Olsen twins. Who the fuck are the Olsen twins? don't know i don't remember them being in it i don't believe the olsen twins are in this maybe there is supposed to be the two kids that get murdered in the beginning maybe because there's the two little redheaded boys where abby goes like if you go in there you're gonna die maybe but yeah i guess maybe they were like originally cast as like something in the show and he was like Oh, cool. Uh, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Apparently, Evan Peters got a thing for Mary-Kate and Ashley. I mean, don't blame <laughs> you. They were cute. Uh, another freaky fact is Ryan Murphy, the creator. Uh, Ryan Murphy's concept, concept for American Horror Story came from wanting to write darker, more horrifying content after working on Glee. I didn't know he worked on Glee. I've also Neither never seen that. a single episode of Glee, so I know nothing. I watched, like, a couple, like, I think I watched, like, season one and then started in season two, and I was just like, okay, I give up. Especially after meeting everybody, I was like, I've met these people. Ugh, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> but, quote, I was, or, quote, I was like, I can't write any more nice speeches for these Glee kids. End quote. <laughs> Well, that's a turn, like, I, I understand, Ryan Murphy, you just got done writing a musical, but, like, you know, maybe move into drama, thriller. No, we're just going to go balls to the wall, 
gimp man wraith dead body in the crawl space flies antichrist yeah we're, we're just gonna go balls to the wall horror you know what i respect you ryan murphy i respect you that i knew ryan murphy is the headliner i just didn't really know what he did beforehand mm-hmm. he apparently wrote glee <laughs> i'm trying to like brain out like my brain is just trying to be like how do you go from glee which i'm I'm aware of the broad sense of what it is. And I had friends in Glee Club in high school. Um, like, I know it's Rocky Horror Picture Show episode. And I know they deal with, like, gay, trans. It was a very progressive show. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, in high school, I didn't want to hang out with other high schoolers. So I'm not going to watch a show about high schoolers. <laughs> now that I'm no longer in high school. That will not happen. Uh, but just trying to get my head around being like, so you wrote a show that's like about a glee club that's singing. And then you were like, you know what? What if a house killed everybody and stuck inside of them? And then a ghost raped a woman and created the Antichrist. I like it. I'm going to put, I'm, I'm going to write it as a show. Yeah. Just like that's, that's a headspace turn. That's right? a choice. Like, I just imagine, I just imagine Ryan Murphy sitting there one day, like, you know, on, on set of Glee, just kind of sipping his coffee. Like, okay, I'm really over this fucking Glee shit. If I have to hear Rachel Berry talk about something one more fucking time, I'm going to murder her. Murder. Murder. I should write a story about a murder. I should write many stories about murders and darkness and blood and death. Ryan, I just, I just imagine okay? Ryan Murphy standing on top of a chair with like a Starbucks coffee cup being like, and there will be blood. Okay. Actually, it would have been coffee bean because there's a coffee bean on the Paramount lot. Oh, well, coffee bean then. <laughs> but yeah, I just, like, I could totally see like standing up on his director's chair with his with his coffee bean cup going and there will be blood uh, Ryan we're filming Glee there is no blood in Glee no this oh, is no. for my next project this has nothing to do with this crap yeah yeah go <laughs> sing and be happy now fucktards <laughs> meanwhile he's like okay I gotta find I got a napkin just like writing it on his napkin <laughs> murder 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 alright uh what are more your freaking decks where I go off on Talk about Ryan Murphy wanting to murder everyone. <laughs> uh, unlike most TV shows, American Horror Story is still shot on film. That's awesome. I think that's a Ryan Murphy thing, though. Mm-hmm. He's probably somebody that's like, no, I need to look for my thing. Uh, Sarah Paulson and Ryan Murphy first met in 2004 when they both wrapped up shows on the WB. Aww. Before casting Paulson in uh, American Horror Story... Murphy originally wanted her to play one of the characters, like uh, Emma Pillsbury on Glee. I think she's one of the teachers. Um, I vaguely remember her. Um, Jessica Lange and Sarah Paulson previously worked together on a Broadway show, or on Broadway, in The Glass Menagerie. Ooh, it's one of my favorite plays. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lange helped Paulson get the role in Murder House at a benefit. She reportedly turned to Murphy and said, can't you find... Or can't you find something for Paulson in Murder House? 
So yes, that's why well, she randomly make her a psychic. Right. She randomly shows up later on in the show. Uh, uh, we'll Sarah make her a Paulson psychic. plays a, a psychic who knows about the Antichrist and mm-hmm. that's how the, the child born of human and spirit shall bring up part. Yeah. So, and that's like kind of going into the, let's talk a little bit about that. Like the whole, so the relationship between the modern family. Yeah is um because those are like kind of all the freaky facts that i have so we're like now we're kind of getting to the like the story the meat yeah. our opinion so the basic story is uh, a family whose wife has had a very brutal miscarriage and the husband then cheated on her with yeah. his student move out to a house in los angeles with their very very emotionally pamela tyler's <laughs> daughter violet so like way describe it I'm not, I'm not even going by Ella. I mean, that's that's when I was Pamela. Mm-hmm. 15-year-old Pamela. You don't get it. It was his phase, okay? I've just gotten better. <laughs> oh, no, I believe me. I had that phase, too. I was just like, we although, all. yeah, I, I for that one, I went by my nickname because it was like, Ashley, everyone thinks Ashley is like the cheerleader. Yay, Ashley. I was like, fuck that. No, I'm Nicole dark moody nicole and sometimes nikki but mostly nicole nikki uh yeah they move out there and they move into a house that uh has the spirits of many many people uh all of we have talked about so far mm-hmm. and uh there's a two episode part called halloween where the wife thinks her husband is finally getting the little freaky on mm-hmm. and it ends up being yeah which which leads to a whole another conversation on that character uh and he's weirdly enough doing it to give somebody else a baby Mm -hmm. weirdly um you know whatever not gonna get super into that one it's uh i i don't know how else to describe it other than (laughs) weird creepy um, she ends up getting pregnant with both her husband and Kate's ghost baby. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Violet decides to commit suicide, and we all believe that Tate brings her back. We are, are very, very wrong. <laughs> to uh, quote the most recently uh, Saturday Night Live, we don't know this. We don't know this. <laughs> Um, and you find out uh, quite a few episodes later that Violet died and Tate has hidden her body in the crawl spaces, which is mm-hmm. the most terrifying scene of the entire show. Because just her body and there are maggots and flies. and Yeah. It nasty. It is nasty. <laughs> so now Violet is trapped in the house with Tate with the 20s couple with the gay couple and Zachary Pinto, um, with Bo, with Infantata, and with uh, the maid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who else lives? I'm going through this thing in my head, like, who else lives in the house? Oh, and mm-hmm. the twins. Mm-hmm. The weird twin boys. Yeah. Uh, and she goes to give birth and Jessica Lane decides to make her character give birth in the house. 
and her first child comes out stillborn. And then while giving birth to Michael, the Antichrist, we'll talk about you again in a few seasons, little boy, <laughs> um, dies in the house. And then he, le- he tries to commit suicide. His daughter talks him down. He decides to leave the house, take the child, but his psycho ex-fucking stalker kills him. Mm-hmm. And then Jessica Lane takes the baby. So, uh, I don't... Uh, I think obviously. I summarized that pretty well. Yeah. Um, you did forget the fact that... Um, so, okay, in this, the, there's a scene that I want to discuss. Because I wrote it down, I was reading my notes. I was trying to figure out what I meant by it. Um, but what I wrote down was topic for debate. Do you think the baby saw Vivian because she wanted him to see her or because he is Tate's or because babies can see ghosts? What? Exactly. Can you explain like, I, that note. Actually? I was reading that like, what did, what? So at the very, like the very end, there's the scene with the couple, uh, the wife, the, the wife and the cheating husband. Yeah. Um, and there's a baby, like, there's, or is it just her? I don't remember, but like, there's a baby in the carriage and then she looks at him and she's like, that's my baby. And she's all happy because it's a baby. It, it's, it's when Jessica Lang brings her child or Michael back into the house. And, uh, well, first of all, Michael's the fucking Antichrist. So yeah, Michael can fucking see his dead mother. Yeah. Michael's the fucking Antichrist, literally. <laughs> yeah, he can see ghosts. So yeah, that's what I think that's what I meant by it was like, and at the time, because like I'd actually, because, and you know, at the very end, you obviously see that he's the Antichrist because he kills his nanny or something. And she's like, yeah. And you get the like the wall or the ceiling. And I literally, it was funny. So Chris was sitting next to me because I was just, I was just like, let me just finish this episode of the last episode. And then you can play Borderlands or whatever video game he was playing at the time. Like, I just want to finish the episode. It's like, okay. So he's sitting there next to me and I'm watching the episode. And then I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. And like, I was putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen season one before. And I watched all the way up to Apocalypse without seeing season one. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. So a lot of Apocalypse didn't make sense to you. Yeah, but, like, I was kind of able to, like, you know, figure things out. At In the a vague house. sense. Yeah, yeah, I was supposed to make, make vague sense about it, but at the very now. end of the murder house, I was like, oh, oh, my God. And I, like, I put the puzzle pieces together. And I was like, oh, I just found out something that I realized from later seasons. And he was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. It's very confusing. Let me have this. <laughs> All right, um, so let's go with, instead of we'll do our favorite characters, our favorite mm-hmm. scene, and then our rating. Okay. So uh, my favorite character, I'm going to say is Henry. I love him. I, I really do. I think he's a fantastic character. I think in this world of betrayal and fuckery, and everything henry's such a pure murderous homicidal fucked up character like he does kill Bo. Mm-hmm. 
um, and kills a lot of other people before Constance. But there is something about him that's just, I don't know, it endears me. It might okay. be because it's just Dennis O'Hare and I find Dennis O'Hare weirdly endearing. Uh, but I just think Henry's an, uh, a little bit of an unloved character. And I think he's great. Okay, so I've given it some thought. And I think my favorite character would probably be Moira. All right. Just because, like, her whole, like, the whole, kind of her, her backstory and everything like that. Um, and just how she was very, you know, very nurturing and very caring to all of the women, except Constance, because you murdered me, bitch. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. You murdered me. But she's very nurturing to the, like every other woman in, you know, in the house and, and stuff like that. So, and then with the men, you know, even though she's seen as this sexual being, she's kind of very vengeful towards them in a way because of what happened to her. She's like, I was raped by you. Not you specifically, but I was raped by a man. So I have this like vengeful thing towards them. Yeah. So, yeah it was just like, I guess the, com- the complexity of such a small side character. I, I think that's how it always ends up being weirdly with murder how, or with American horror story is everybody like, while you have like the main character, you have the Jessica Lange, the Sarah Paulson's, the Emma Roberts. Uh, it's always these little tiny characters that people like connect with just, just so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really big thing for Ryan Murphy's writing and his style is he makes such um, layered worlds mm-hmm. in every season of American Horror Story that the worlds are so layered and so intricate that you can find stuff you love. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite scene, I, I, I gotta go with the, with the violet, with the, the shoot-up. The, the whole tape from going to the school, the shooting massacre. Mm-hmm. It, it's treated with both reverence. Um, you don't really see, like, you know, it's not explicitly gory. It's treated with a, a form of reverence, just because that is something that happens in our country. Um mm-hmm. I would like to say uncommonly, but not. <laughs> but uh, it's treated with both sides and the real fear that would go through you. And just Tate's full, just wants to die, just wants to hurt. It, it's such a, um, a viscerally painful scene to watch mm-hmm. that is at the same time very beautiful and so that's gotta be my favorite yeah i think i think i'd actually agree with you on that um especially because like you mentioned it's watching it and equating it to you know actual events that have happened in our country yeah pretty much and like i don't i and i say this in our country not just in california not just in la like yeah, the United States definitely, uh, when you get used to school shootings enough where it comes to a plotline and television show, that really says something. Yeah, and especially being, like, for me, especially being a teacher, um, I remember uh, it was actually this, you know, just this year, uh, way before 
all the COVID closures and stuff like that. The before happened. times. Yes, the before times. Um, there was a there was a school shooting that was local to my school and we were on lockdown because we weren't sure if the killer was actually going to make his way up to our school. Yeah, that's, that's a really big scary thing, but I think it's treated so well Mm -hmm. in the show where like Tate isn't a character you should look up to. He's a villain, but they give villainy a reason and a backstory Mm -hmm. uh, that I really, really like. Um, I'm going to give American Horror Story season one murder house four out of five. It's good. I'm giving it a hardcore four. Uh, trust me, things will go up and down the radar. I know I'm a I'm a, I'm a four girl. I understand <laughs> a lot of movies that I get ratings to are in the fours because I like horror a lot. Mm-hmm. Trust me, you'll hear me not like some things in the upcoming American Horror Story episode. <laughs> Asylum. <laughs> uh, but maybe at four. It it's not it's not freak show. It's not coven. Uh, it's not the first three episodes of Roanoke. Uh, it's good. It's solid, but it doesn't just hit certain notes for me. What about you, Ashy? Um, I think I will also give it a four. Okay. Um, because I did enjoy it. It was a very enjoyable season. Um, especially, you know, watching it kind of with not necessarily fresh eyes, but like watching it with being in the right headspace and being like, okay, I'm sitting down and I'm watching this. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing the complexity of the different characters all the different murders, all the different stories. And the fact that it was kind of localized to LA was really cool. (laughs) Anytime Uh, shit takes place in LA, I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. uh, Give me a hometown credit. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like I I really- I just realized two seasons take place in LA because Hotel also takes place in LA. Mm -hmm. Technically three because Apocalypse goes back to Murder House. They do. So we'll give it two and a half. Two and a half. Because <laughs> apocalypse, it's, it's not also the, whole the apocalypse. Season. Yeah, it's it it's everywhere. So it's two and a half. Uh, we'll, we'll go into yeah, more about the mind a, fuck. Yeah, uh, I'll give it a solid four. I really, I actually really enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed the season. Um, I feel like it it was such a good jumping off place. Um, like I said, we'll get into later seasons of the good, the bad, and the gaga. <laughs> uh I love certain seasons. I hate certain seasons. Um, uh, I'm very excited we're gonna start watching 84 soon because that's the only season I haven't seen. Getting prepared for this though. Supposedly uh next month we get a trailer for season 10. Both me and Ashley are crossing our fingers for sirens, evil, evil, evil beach sirens. Give us evil mm-hmm. beach sirens. Send- so those of you who listen to our podcast send vibes to the the writers if there's a writer listening to our podcast please right. put sirens give us in sirens give us sirens give us sirens please give us spooky have, spooky mermaids we need them we have sharp teeth and beach so far our only clues to <laughs> season 10 of ryan murphy's that's also i will admit one thing i do love about american horror story um this is like i'm not going to discuss a lot Ryan Murphy like finishes the show and starts teasing the next season. 
mm-hmm. for like nine goddamn months. Yeah. And it is, I am a teaser whore. Mm-hmm. Like I love, you know, like uh, the book of Fett. I won't say anything about that because I will not spoiler. There's a thing called the book of Fett. And uh, it is a Star Wars thing. <laughs> Enjoy. And I, I love looking up like weird ass conspiracy theories and people being like, well, in this one shot of this one show, there's a doll in the right hand short corner that could be connected to this. And mm-hmm. I will go down the rabbit hole of that doll Same. like a Ugh. crazy person. And Ryan Murphy, every season, I'm like, okay, you fucked with me last time. I'm going to get you this time. And then he does the same shit fucking again. And I'm like, ah, what is it? <laughs> Give me answers. All right, Ashley, you want to let people know where they can find us and check us out? Uh, you can find us on our Instagram and our Facebook. Uh, also, please do check out our Patreon. Uh, on our Patreon, we will be eventually posting videos of our recording sessions so you get to see all of our crazy faces, our crazy antics, our weird hand movements. Um, and we are also releasing a special thing on our Patreon. Ella, would you like to give our listeners a little sneak peek of what that will be? That will be a uh, bi-monthly special about Ella and Ashley traversing the worlds of D&D, shining monsters, spooks, and all sorts of things. It'll be DM'd by my lovely husband, Mr. Josh Henry, and it'll be me, Ashley, and special guest hosts traveling around, rolling some dice, and seeing what mischief we can get into. And you can (laughs) only see that on our Patreon. And our Patreon, all of our... um, so. Part of our proceeds go to uh, charity, and the charity of this month is? Uh, this month, we are good, continuing, because we just want to spoil our girl, Holly's dress December. It might be over, but the fight to stop sex trafficking is not. So anything you spend in our Patreon, you not only get all this amazing bonus content, but you get to help sex trafficking across the world and make Holly smile a little brighter. And that will be it for this week. It's been great to talk about gimp suits and <laughs> murders. Um, I'm so excited to talk about asylum. Quote, quote. <laughs> so excited to fucking rip on asylum. Mm-hmm. All right, check us out next week for more fun, horror, and spook. And as always, good, bad. We're the girls with the mic. See y'all next week.